Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. Thanks for joining us. We hope that when you get through today and walk away that you leave inspired and hopeful and looking forward to how this word that we're going to talk about today fits into your life. My name is Stacey Johnston. Honored to be here with you and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am doing great. Looking forward to this conversation as always with our wonderful returning guest. Always a pleasure to have her on. How are you? Well, I'm doing really good. Thank you. Sitting here enjoying the, the days. You know, yesterday was 80 degrees and today it's 40 degrees. And so uh, I think the weather's as confused right now as maybe the rest of the world. So I'm just kind of sitting back. My, my word for this year is stillness. So I'm just watching, looking at all the things that are happening around us, right? So you and I, Kathy, talk all the time. Every time we have one of these shows, we talk about what it adds to our life, why we enjoy it. But when you, when you look at the conversations that we have and then you look at the world around us, how do we continue to do what we're doing and take these conversations and make conversation easy again for people? It seems like it's so hard right now. I think just by continuing to bring awareness to the fact that everybody is different, and I think this, this podcast is a fantastic example of that because everybody has a different opinion. Everybody thinks differently about a word. Everybody feels differently, interprets differently, responds differently. So I think that just by doing this, we're bringing awareness to the fact that different is not bad. It's just different. Oh, you know, I like that. I like the fact that you, I like that difference that you bring in, that it, it points out the fact that it's different. It's okay to be different, you know, and it's okay to have a different perception. It doesn't make anybody wrong. It just makes us different. I like that. Donna Marie, how about you? You have come and, and been kind enough to return with us more than once and have these conversations. Why are you always willing to come back? Oh, well, uh, first of all, uh, Kathy, how you doing, honey? It's good to talk to you again. Um. Yeah, you know, I think I've probably mentioned before, you know, just minutely I'll touch it, but um, I've gotten a lot out of the different broadcasts that helps me personally with my family, my uh, modes of communication, relationships within the family, my husband. Um, I don't want to kill him as much. Um, (laughs) uh, But the other thing that it does is it allows me to have some tools to help other people, you know, sometimes people can uh, come up with stuff that they want to talk about, and you're just like, what? But this gives me the seed to place with um, different conversations that I have on the outside of my family as well. So I always enjoy it. Good. Well, we're always glad to have you back. Always glad. So today, let's get this conversation on the road. Today, we're going to talk about the word balance. So when you hear hmm. the word balance, what do you think? Hmm. Wow. Okay. So if you had to define a word, my mind first went to 
balance like weights and measures. Um, it's um, but it encompasses when you start breaking it down. A, a balance can be anything like uh, equilibrium. You know, the personal balance and the ability to walk. Um, it could be balancing your stress and your sleep, uh, balancing work and pleasure. Um, it could be balancing a checkbook. Um, Lord have mercy, it could just keep going. But it is definitely probably the most important one would be that equilibrium that we have to have mentally. Um, you know, we, 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 we've got to be able to stay within a state of, uh, what is that word? Uh, medical terminology is homeostasis. And that is when everything, you know, they take your lab work and, oh, everything's right there in the middle, you know, there's a good balance, homeostasis. But when you talk about... Uh, mental health or calmness or being uh, clear-headed or mm, uh, um, being unperturbed uh, with the state of what's going on both personally and in the world. I think that would be the most important balance to probably talk about. Um, you know, we, we, we have so many roles and uh, what I think you call them hats. Uh, we wear a lot of hats. We've got the mother, the sister, the auntie, the daughter, the uh, caregiver, the church sister, the coworker. The oh my lord, we we could just go on. And in every single period of that day, each one of those people that we're touching all have an expectation of us in what we're doing. If we allow our balance to go out is when we try to touch on every single one of those in a day. So, yeah, um, you gotta you got to have the awareness that, okay, this is all I can handle today. This is what I'm going to handle today. And really not care that the other person doesn't really care for that. Of course, we have to prioritize. We have to do all those things. But in that, that balance for the mental health, it comes from making sure that in that uh, balance of the day that you are in it for you, not for the church, not for the job, not even for the children, the hubby, the housework, the meals, the shopping, the, the list could go on. If you don't balance, that's when your homeostasis goes bad. Mm. Good point. I like that. Cassie, how about you when you hear the word balance? What do you think? I think more along the lines of for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You don't. You don't go down all the way and not come up. You don't fall without getting back up. You don't get sunshine without rain. You don't appreciate the calmness without the storm. You know, it's all about 
not necessarily not necessarily equal balance, right, but appreciation, right? You don't appreciate the good things unless you go through the bad things, right? The struggles make you appreciate the reward. And I think that is natural balance. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I like that for authors on balances. I, I like that. There's something in the middle of everything. I like that concept. You know, for me, you know, I think when I think about balance, oh, I think about it sorry. two ways. I think one, just from time as a dancer, right? Balance is about finding that center, finding that core place, that that place where you know that you can hold tight and you can balance. You can balance up or down or sideways or front. And no matter where you go, you have balance because you have a hold to that core. And I think that's true for our lives as well. There's, a, there's something underneath your music. There's something in that core that is you, when you hold on to that and you hold tight to that, then no matter where life takes you, you can keep your balance. If you can hold on to that center, right? And it, it's some, for some people, mm-hmm. it's not something odd. Right for for other people, it, it's family or it's whatever it is that pulls you back to the middle and holds you tied in the center. That's where that balance comes from, right? And then I think on the other side, we interviewed a lady the other day, and her statement was, "Balance doesn't have to be equal." Mm. And that's been on my mind ever since she said that. Because how many people struggle with the concept that balance has to be mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual in equal portions? Right, and if you don't have 25% going at all and then you're failing in some way or you're, you're losing out or you're missing out or you're not succeeding, and how much pressure to take off to recognize that balance doesn't have to be equal across the board because one day your physical needs more than your mental does, right? Or your spiritual needs more than your emotional. And so that balance has to be where the need is. Hmm. What about you, Donna Marie? Where does that take you? Um... When Cassie was just talking, excuse me for, you know, sometimes when I get a thought, I'm bit of it. But um, when Cassie was talking, I remember um, I really like the sciences. And, you know, I can't figure out physics to save my life, but I enjoyed the theory behind physics. And I loved Newton. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But anyway, Newton had... Um, this formula that he talked about, and it says that if the um, forces of action and reaction are balanced, then there's no acceleration. So when she was talking about, you know, like the fact that you got to have a little muck to make it through, right? Like you got to, you know, it causes us to be proactive. It causes us to go forward. Well, in Newton... Mm -hmm. You've got to have the action and the reaction in order to get acceleration. And they're, they're like, they're forces that are opposite, so they don't cancel out what's supposed to be going on. So ain't that kind of deep to think about in the, in the aspect of our lives. If we didn't have yin, we wouldn't have yang. If we didn't, if we didn't have the sadness and the hardships to learn by, we wouldn't, uh, you know, get smarter, get wiser. If we did, you know, it's just, it's like, wow. You know, um, 
So, yeah, we have to, like mine, what I talked about, you've got to have balance in your life to know which one to put on where. But yet and still, like what Cassie's talking about, you're going to have imbalance. Because if you don't have imbalance in some aspects of whatever's going on in life, then you can't learn to be able to handle the next uh, impropriety that comes along. So that's, that's really deep. So imbalance is really momentum. Yes. Because we, when we think about the word imbalance, right, we think about things being off, being wrong, right, being sick, being less than perfect. But if we can take our perception of imbalance and let that be a catalyst instead, like what am I learning here? Right, this imbalance is pushing me towards something. And how much more motivating could it be to people to be able to see imbalance as a positive thing versus a negative thing? Right? Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Kathy, Kathy. I always hear her say that there's no such thing as failing. You either win or you, you learn. Right? And so mm-hmm. that imbalance, that point of failure, right, whatever that is for you, whether you're not feeling like you're not meeting that need or you're not making the right, you're not getting the cut, you're not getting the cut, wherever that you feel that imbalance, if you can see that as an option to learn there instead, I love that positive spin. There is no change. There's no change in the body or the mind or the soul when the forces are balanced on it. There's no change. How about you, in light, of, in light of today's day, I guess I'm supposed to learn something. Yeah, there's a lesson in today. Patience, tolerance, I don't know, something, right? Right. <laughs> How about you, Seth? Where does that, where do you go with balance from there? I think that you also have to maintain a certain level of humility and humbleness, right? And that also comes from the lesson. I tell my son all the time when he's fighting, right? Nobody wins every single fight. There's always somebody bigger and better, and somebody is always going to lose, and that keeps you humble because that means that there's still stuff for you to learn, right? So mm-hmm. being humble and losing a fight and being a good sport, it's okay because, you know, like I always tell him, we don't lose, we learn. There's a reason that 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 fight didn't go your way. Why? Let's figure out how. So. Okay, so when you're looking at raising children and coaching that young adult from, let's go 18 to 25. Let's just look at that age range. When When you're working with and coaching and you're talking with that age range and they're fired up and they want to change the world and they want to be activists or they don't want to work or like whatever it is, how do you coach balance and imbalance both being positive? Donna Marie? Hmm. Um, well, you know what you could do? You could do, because a lot of kids, well, like my son, he learns better by actually seeing something done. If you sit and have a conversation, just tell him he doesn't quite get it. So 
think I do like a tug of war game. All right. If the people that are on each side of this rope are pulling with the same strength, but they're in the opposite direction, then the forces are balanced, and there's really no motion. So does somebody win? <laughs> Nobody can win. Somebody got to right. get pulled down. And I could see him, of course, he's going to break it down. He's, he's going to break that all down. And then later on he's going to come back and say, I guess somebody had to fall down. Right. And so, you know, what works for on the spectrum works for pretty much all children, you know. And I think, you know, either using those kind of things, teaching, you know, uh, I would just use that kind of a diagram, you know. I would use that as a diagram to teach my children. How about you, Cassie? I don't know, like Donna Marie, I also have a child on the spectrum, and she's a visual learner, right? She doesn't care if she just listens to you explain it 76 times to everybody in front of her. <laughs> she, wants you, she wants you to explain it to her and teach her how to do it, right? Because it's, it's her turn, so she wants to learn it right then. So I think that realizing that deep down inside, Everybody wants their turn. All right. Everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be taught. Everybody wants to feel like they matter. Right? And if there is a group of 76 people in a room and you say, you're all awesome, you know, that's, that's great. But if you get 76 people one-on-one and you tell them why you think they're awesome, that makes way bigger a way bigger difference. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. You know, I think for me, I would try to use it as how, how do you see that imbalance, okay? Because when you're, I think when you're working with and, and you're trying to encourage people to see the possibilities, right, and what they're seeing is the failures and the barriers, then it's about that verbiage. You know, if you're, if you're confronted with a situation and you go, oh, I can't do that, I don't know the tools, then you've already set yourself up to fail. You've given yourself a 50-50 shot to believe in yourself. But if you change the verbiage and go, now how can I do that? Your, your brain is a different chemical, and it's a challenge to your brain instead. So to teach someone to change the verbiage around their situation and turn it around and go, this is not happening to me. This is happening for me. Where am I headed? And, and to just to teach people to look at the situation they're in and, you know, practice what you preach, girlfriend, right? I find myself guilty of the very same thing from time to time. And I think that's mm-hmm. what I have to remember. How can I change the verbiage and make that a positive instead of negative? Because negative is going to shut me down and positive is going to move me to the next place. And so that creates... And I think that creates that balance once you recognize that it's okay, like Kathy said from the beginning, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to feel that imbalance unless you recognize it and let yourself feel it. You can't figure out how to fix it. Yeah. Right? Bring that balance back if you can't see what the obstacle is and how to go around it, right? How to, how to conquer that. 
And that's what you tell yourself. That's your own echo chamber talking to you right there. Right? Cassie's a great word. She uses that word when she talks about the positive affirmations that she uses with her kids. Right? And that, I always call it your self-talk center, right? Like what you say to yourself, you remember more than anything. And so, I think, I, I think balance doesn't have to be equal is one of the coolest statements that I've heard lately. I like the way that feels. So, how about mm-hmm. that statement? It doesn't have to be equal. How does that sit with you, Donna Marie? Interesting that I can um, I can take what has been said and look at even something that I'm going through presently. And I immediately was able to identify something that, um, number one, I need to not stress about, (laughs) and number two, something of an area that I need to accept or change. Like things just kind of went into into a slot. So if it can work for this dense older brain, I'm sure that it can apply for the children. I like that. I like it a lot. Cassie, how about you? When you hear balance, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead, babe. When when you hear balance doesn't have to be equal, Cassie. Where does that? How do you feel about that? That statement. I think about my kids, right? People that have multiple children and are like, you know, how do you? that have one kid and are going to have another one and they're like, you know, how do you how do you spend enough time with each one and how do you balance that? And it, it, it's not it's not about equal time, right? Because they have different needs. They have different wants. They have different likes. But the time that you spend with each one is equally important to them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's 20 minutes with one and an hour and a half with the other one, depending on, right, the activity, the need, the requirement, it's equal. Mm-hmm. They're all getting their needs met. They're all feeling loved and secure and happy and safe and I love it. I can think of about a handful of new parents right now that need to hear that. Mm-hmm. Right, that, that. That very moment of how do I keep it equal, right? How do I keep all that in balance? What great. That's a great statement right there. I hope all our young parents get to hear that. And just take a deep breath, right, and realize they're going to be okay. It's going to balance out. That's cool. Uh, ladies, I've enjoyed this conversation thoroughly. I could keep having it. But um, I regretfully, we're going to have to find a way to wind down with respect to you, Donna Marie, as our guest, and with respect to our audience. So I would like to start by saying thank you very much, Donna Marie, for your time and your wisdom. As always, you're always a, a valuable contribution to our show, so I thank you for your time. I hope our audience takes heed and, and you know, kind of look at your life and see what balance is about for you. How do you define that word? Kathy? 
How would you like to leave our audience today with balance? With a basic challenge, right, we've been talking about that grace doesn't have to be equal measure. So, I say grace is balance. But, yeah, so my challenge is to give yourself some grace, right? If you're worried about the time that you're spending on things, don't worry about that. Take that off your plate. I love that. So, Donna Marie, we we honor if you take the stage and close our show. How would you like to leave our audience today with balance? Um, I believe that uh, balance can be understood, it can be planned, it can be achieved. It's like any other aim that we have, and that balance is understanding that nothing should be so scheduled that we are not flexible. 